0: The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Power Cat Podcast. Kansas State
1: has a new football coach. His name is Chris Kleiman. You all know that by now uh, because you've been following along at Go Power Cat. I thought we just broke that right no, now. No, 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 no. It happened last night. Oh. It's interesting looking at our metrics of the number of people searching for us on Google at 6 p.m. last night. Boom. Holy spikes. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Hey, you know what? I want to thank everyone that listens, that visits the site. Uh, Go Cat has absolutely taken off. Uh, it took a while, but uh, here we are. We're grinding away. We are the fastest-growing site on the 24-7 network now, uh, You know, certainly outstretching those big sites out there that uh, have thousands upon thousands of subscribers, some real powerhouses. Michigan, North Carolina kind of dominate on our network. There's many other good sites, though. Uh, we are fastest-growing both in number of subscriptions and percentage growth, so... We are crushing it, and the big reason is the reason is you. Uh, you are signing up, you are visiting the site, and uh, the page views are just through the roof. I mean, it's amazing what has taken place. Appreciate you coming home to GoPowerCat.com. Uh, and we are going to continue this coverage of Chris Climantyre as Kansas State's new football coach following the legend, Bill Snyder. And we have a lot more coverage coming down the road as he tries to put together his staff. Well, we hope he succeeds at that. Hope he actually has other coaches. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough enough job, Riley, but if you don't have anyone else on your staff, it's really challenging. I'm not a football coach, but I could assume that mm-hmm. it's not easy to do by yourself. Uh, that was Riley Gates. Zach Carlson's looking pretty in the corner here. Yeah, right. Yeah, baby. Uh, I'm Tim Fitzgerald. Um, and I, I want to also thank my staff. that the, the job that they've done through this search process has been amazing. Guys, I, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. So okay. we're all in our office Okay. Last night, from about 6 o'clock on, we were talking to different people and whatever. Um, Did I ever tell any of you to do anything? No. Nope. Clarified. I'd never issued one command, and it was like a a basketball team on a fast break. Everyone filled their lanes, did what they were supposed to do, and and the coverage was fantastic, and um, we all have our lanes, and we're going to... Keep cranking out copy. The search for coaching staff, uh, the impact on recruiting, and the launch of the new program once uh, they get near spring football. And we will cover it all at gopowercat.com. It's a new era in K State football. And one that uh, I know some people are reluctant about. We got tons of questions uh, this week, a lot of new users on the site. So we've made sure we've included. Many new voices into the questions from Wildcat Station, um, and it's exciting. It's exciting, I, guys. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take, step aside here. Um, I knew K-State football; the life had come out of it in terms of fan uh, reaction, the passion when they lost to Vanderbilt. Because um, I think we we saw a grinding halt to our really. Uh, aggressive launch at 24/7 and we were growing faster than they had ever seen. and it really stopped. I'm going to be honest, it stopped right there. That loss slowed things down and it's been a trickle growth and now it's taken back off and uh, we are uh, closing in on numbers that we're really, really happy with. So um, but it's been over a year since that happened. The fans have gone dormant. you know they were putting in their time. But they weren't really putting in their passion like they have in the past. This hire, and it really didn't matter who it was, is going to reignite that. Uh, Even if the fans are bitching, they're passionate. It gets you something to look for. They haven't really completely checked out. I think people are going to like Chris Kleiman. I think he's the best football coach of the bunch. The question is... Everything else that goes with being an FBS Power 5 conference football coach will that overwhelm him. And I think that's what we're all concerned with, recruiting, management of the program, just um, walking in that building and knowing all of that now is under your, your purvey or whatever the word would be. It's, it's all up to you. It's, it's your program now. So it's it's going to be daunting for him uh, as he bounces back and forth over the next week or three weeks, depending on whether they win Friday night against South Dakota State. He's going to bounce between Manhattan and Fargo, and who doesn't want to do that? I mean, that's I, that's like a travel itinerary.
2: It's kind of weird. a dream he's gonna, vacation. He's going to come to Kansas in December, and and it's like going to Cancun. It's nicer. I know. It's warmer. I know. It's going to be wow. It's toasty down <laughs> here. He's going to be like all those Penn State football players and stuff, where they wear like no shirts and warm ups was, on the days it's like negative ten or whatever. Or Northwestern. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Northwestern. He's going to be doing that. He's going to be wearing like shorts and a tank
1: top. Right I, there. I thought but I they was playing a dome. Yeah, in like uh, a dome. Yeah, Come yeah. on now. Eskimo living in igloos. The first time I saw that northwestern guys warming <laughs> up uh, at Wisconsin in shorts, I thought it was I've tripped into 70s porn or something. It was awful. I didn't <laughs> know what was going on. A bunch of guys in tighty shorts bouncing around in the cold. You but you've seen that movie before, Zach So, uh, you know what What's I the name of it? Uh, guys in tighty shorts bouncing around in the cold. It's not a very good title. Okay. They weren't very inventive back in the 70s <laughs> Sounds like a South Park title <laughs> <laughs> Well it is, a South Park porn It's a, it's a, it's a genre, I don't want to talk about it I don't want to get into that Anyway or, uh, the podcast. Okay, we're going to get rolling with uh, Our questions from Wabash Station But remember, we're sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor Get into the fridge, it's the holiday time You're going to be around family You're going to want to drink Yeah Uh, That's the way it works with the holidays Uh, And you probably have some gifts you want to give And Nothing would make me happier Than if everyone that listens to the podcast Would buy me a bottle of Woodford Reserve That's a lot of alcohol (laughs) I've seen our podcast numbers Nothing would make me happier And probably never able to do another podcast Than if everyone bought me a bottle of Woodford Reserve just go That'd go be down. years. Let's go down to the fridge, wholesale liquor, and say, I want to buy one for Fitz. They'll just keep it in the back. They won't have any left. And then they'll just <laughs> ship it to my house, which I think is illegal, but anyhow, they'll do it. I kind of want to go down there and just
3: say, no, I'm buying this for Fitz. Just put it in the back and see if they you know. <laughs> see
1: if they know. Yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> better, better call Kevin on that one. Uh, and this... Uh, This segment is sponsored by uh, Tanner's. I'm, I got, uh, guys, I want to be honest. I've got radiation brain. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm, I'm having these moments where I can't think. I get in the middle of a sentence. Happened to me on my TV show, Riley. Yeah. I was reading a sentence off a teleprompter in my brain. I seriously thought I was having a stroke. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of thought he did too. I was like, uh, I was, they didn't edit this out? Ah, uh, we don't like to bust tape. We just like to keep rolling. <laughs> well, if you had a stroke on camera, I would hope that they edited it out. It yeah, probably lets God just like, Shoved me off my chair. And <laughs> he out of the just kind of shove yeah. you <laughs> out of the shot and just, Scott keeps rolling. Uh, so get into Tanner's. It's a fun time to get there. You want to know why? The students are gone. Singo nights will not be as hectic. So, hey, if you got a girls' or guys' night and you want to play some singo, well, guys, don't do that. Look, I love Tanner's. But if you are taking guys' night to Tanner's to do singo, you're no. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. It's,
2: it's an interesting choice. It's a bold and daring choice, one might say.
1: Yeah. Anyhow, Singo is wildly popular, just not with me. Here we go. Questions from Wabash Station. Here's our MC Zach.
3: From Darren Sproul's Superfan, give your honest, unbiased opinion of the hire. Oh, man. Um,
2: initially, I was, was kind of like, really? That was the initial thought. Um. Unbiased, I kind of like it. You know, I really, I think it's a, I think it's one that you can get behind as a fan. I think it's one that you can. This is a guy that's going to fit into this system. It's a guy that's going to. Um, he's going to know what this is all about. You know, that's one of the biggest things out there is that Ron Prince didn't didn't appreciate what Coach Snyder did. Didn't appreciate what K State football was, and tried to make it his own. And I think Chris Kleinman will do that to an extent, but he'll also realize what it was before, and, and he won't try to shove it off. And um, it, Look, there's concerns out there. Of course there's concerns. There was going to be concerns if you hired Brent Venables. He's never been a head coach before. Is he how, emotionally able to do it. How, how can that be not a concern? So every single coach in, a, in the country has concerns Um, and to say that he doesn't have concerns is ignorant to say that his concerns are are too big to overcome that's ignorant I I think this is one that that fans really need to get behind and get excited about and if it it pans out nobody's going to be talking about it you know in in two three years
1: well keep it keep in mind this let me start with this I uh I didn't like the Bruce Weber hire and I stuck with him for four years so Chris Kleinman after four years, is pretty mediocre. I will write the column calling for him to be fired, and then he'll get really good. Yeah, that's, a good that's how way works. To do it works. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Uh, I I never thought Gene Taylor would actually pull the trigger. No, I I didn't think. Uh, I I know he knew the amount of backlash that was going to be coming was sitting out there, and actually, I don't think it was as bad as what I thought and what he f- probably feared. Um, I didn't think he would do it And that's why on our last stock report We really thought he'd go with Neil Brown At the end of the day he had someone who really wanted it He's a good coach, he's a likable guy Probably would have been a good fit here Um, But he went with What he views as the sure thing Which I know a lot of people don't understand And here's how it was explained to me By a source It was really he, He got a list of good coaches You can't argue that all of these guys that were on that final list were accomplished. I mean they they knew what they were doing. They can win football games. They have won football games. Different levels, different conferences. I uh, really ran the gamut. He basically was an opportunity to, you know, kind of zero in on the hottest coaches and in, in lesser conferences all the way down to the Missouri Valley of the FCS level. He knew they all could coach, so it came to an, the next step: was who is going to fit here, culturally and football-wise, that the product we put on the field won't be a shock to the system, and the type of program that is run won't run counter to what Bill Snyder did for so many years. And finally, the the other check mark was: is this a pass-through job, or is this a job they want? They they. It may not. They may not stay for a prolonged period of time. But if they're successful, are they immediately on the phone with their agent? Okay, what's the next step? Or are they trying to put down roots and really build a program long term? Now, probably it was a big advantage that he knew who this guy was to the core. But he felt like no one else on that list checked all of those things better than Chris Kleiman. He wanted to be here. He feels like he'll stay a long time. He knows the fans are gonna love him. And, hell, he talked about a land grant institution on the damn phone call. <laughs> My sister texts me, Are you serious? This guy's great. He talked about a land grant institution. Most people don't know what that is. You guys have cows on campus, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when the north wind hits and the and the smell of manure comes across the stadium, he'll walk out and go,
3: ah, I'm home. Yeah, that's exactly its way it's gonna go.
1: Home. Yeah, you know. Did I have other preferences? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm I did in the same boat. Yeah, and we really made an effort at Go Powercat to stay out of the process in terms of uh, really kind of advocating for anyone. I didn't. This this didn't feel like the right time for that. Um, there was so not clear cut on who it should be. There was every. I think every candidate who came down the stretch, uh, even going back to Latrell, who turns out wasn't nearly as involved in this thing as uh, what. The public probably perceived. Uh Latrell and Norvell and Brown and Levitt and Venables and um, they they all brought things to the table and they all would have been good choices in their own way. But none of that matters to any of us because we're not the guy making the decision. And the guy making the decision saw what he needed to see and the guy he he knew. And I don't know if it's a question, but I want to cover this real quick. There was a search. This wasn't a charade. This this was a legitimate search. They they talked to it. Why? Very That's That's next question. Very next question. Go ahead, just go ahead and read it.
3: Yeah, from Solid 43. Why waste a whole week searching if you're just going to hire your drinking pal?
1: Uh wow. I never thought about hiring my drinking pal. You mean I could have hired my drinking pal to work here instead of you guys? I could make you guys my drinking pal. Yeah, but you'd have to start drinking again. Oh yeah, I don't drink right now. Look, there was a search. It was a legitimate search. He did talk to all of these people. He wasn't wasting anyone' time, anyone's time. He wasn't wasting money on a search firm. That search firm's on retainer at all times. They helped with the baseball hire. They'll help with whatever hires next at Kansas State. They're just on a retainer. It's part of the cost of doing business at a Power 5 major institution. You keep them around all the time. So uh, he went through the process, and, you know, I— I, I, I almost wonder uh, if he had answered some questions differently if South the Trail hadn't gone deeper into this thing. He seemed to check a lot of boxes, but he certainly didn't check the box, I want to be at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. It sounded like I want to be at Kansas State to further my career. Yeah. You know? and um, uh, But our sources have been pretty clear and Gene Taylor basically kind of covered some of this it never got to any staffing or salaries or anything that's all been overblown Uh, the only person that was offered the job was Kleiman Uh, the final two appeared to have been Brown and Kleiman um, and that's what it came down to but there was a legitimate search I think Neil Brown was close to getting this job I really, I truly believe Neil Brown was close to getting this job just he couldn't get past the fact probably because of the fit thing. He's a Southern guy, and uh, he wondered about his fit into a land-grant institution. I think I think it, there was without
2: a doubt a search. I mean, um, but this is my opinion, um, and, and maybe Fitz feels differently. I think from the start, Gene Taylor wanted to hire Chris Kleiman. I think... He probably because he's built his list yeah. since the day he got on campus. I don't I don't think there's any doubt. And that, I think he said that he was measuring everyone against Chris Kleiman. Right. But there was there was no reason for him to on Monday, the day after Coach Snyder retired, say, Well, I think Chris Kleiman's the guy for the job, why not just call him now and offer it to him? You know, the, the, that, that would have been stupid and, and not doing his job. So, yeah, I, I do think that maybe he took, um, I, you know, whatever other candidates, whether it was Norvell or Latrell, whoever, and talked to him earlier in the process. You know, that way he could get an idea, say, who, who you know, how did they stack up against Chris Kleiman? And then we know for a fact, because Chris Kleiman said it, they didn't talk until Thursday. So it was kind of later in the week. So I really think at the end of, or from the start, this has been. Chris Kleiman, unless I'm more impressed by somebody else, and apparently he wasn't, and that and that's just uh, the way it went. So that's how I feel about, about this, and so, yeah, there was a need for a search, and he didn't just simply say,
3: I know Chris. Hire Chris. From Bootsay, is it safe to assume that Gene has support from the donors for this? He wouldn't have been able to make this move otherwise. Is that right?
1: I don't think anyone's going to be entirely happy. I mean, you know, some donors think Bill Snyder should have made the pick. Um, I, you know, I totally disagree with that. So we'll see how it all works out. It really, No matter who it is, if it had been this guy or that guy or Sean or someone else, uh, Riley Gates. Oh, do you think I was in the mix? I, I do. I do think. I saw it on another website. <laughs> um, it. Uh, I think that it's going to come down to wins and losses. Now, the difference is I think if you bring in Jim Levitt or Seth Luttrell and he's got the fan base fired up and they know that they the roster's a little bit depleted and they only win five games. I think people are like, okay. okay let's be fine. We're going to be fine. I have a feeling if Chris Kleiman wins five games they're going to be like, oh crap. Here we go. It's not going to work. He's never been through this before. All he's done is win and now how's he going to handle this? So I, I don't know. I, I think... I patience is required and patience is not something that society shows right now if
2: I was on the list it I, I have to assume I would have been high at maybe the first choice
1: wouldn't be the first time I'd have been the first choice well i got to be honest with you they called for to do a video phone video interview with you and i posed as you using a sock puppet I drew you and they the f- bought that? I drew your face on a sock and made the sock talk.
2: I got to question Gene Taylor's uh, ability at this point, Then
1: you're, You should probably think, wow, Fitz, you're good at doing sock puppets if they actually <laughs> thought it was me. Wow. Wow.
3: <laughs> this is a new one from K-State. It's in 8 but I think it w- he would like me to call him K-State Nate, so welcome. Uh, have you eight. heard any rumblings from
1: dissatisfied boosters? Not really, no, no. Well, a little bit, you know. I think, I think some people are worried that what the previous question was, Gene was just hiring his friend the whole time, wasn't he? So uh, Gene, Gene, and Chris Kleiman are going to have to overcome that. They are, mm-hmm. and I think it's fair for people to question that, and they need to have, uh, they need to answer it in the proper way. I don't, I don't blame people for being upset, it, particularly if you're a big donor. You put a lot of money. These are the same people that knew Bill Snyder needed to step aside. You are investing in Kansas State football. You want your investment to flourish. Because if it doesn't, it's going to take five, six years to recover. Right. And you've built a lot of buildings that aren't serving their purpose, which is win football games. So I I see why they would want to question things.
3: From Rusty Shackelford, another new one.
1: Uh, Welcome. Is Is that from Caddyshack? I don't know.
3: I don't know. Um, I'm going to check. Coach Kleiman has has had tremendous success at the FCS, FCS level, yet we hear that he hasn't been approached by many other FBS schools prior to his hiring. Why do you think that this is? And surely a group of five school would have had interest in him a long time ago. <sighs> you know, that's, I think that that's, again, a very fair point.
2: Um, Look, like he, he's been there for for five years
1: It's King of the Hill I knew I knew Rusty Shackelford Go ahead What? It's a character on King of the Hill You're looking at Dale Gribble Yeah, but it's it's Yeah, no It's uh, It's used by the government Paranoid Dale Gribble it's Oh, an alias I didn't Dale know that Gribble. Okay, okay, go ahead Can you read the question? Yeah, read I'm the question. sorry I was uh, I was on the Google it's, thing
3: <laughs> It's why um, Has Kleiman not been approached By other
2: FBI? Well, I've only been the
1: head coach For this year five
3: yeah, this is fifth year.
2: Um, the, the first few years, you're going to get that. I'm going to call it the Bruce Weber treatment. You well, know, winning well, with someone else's players.
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, columnist at Fargo um, alluded to the fact that um, he was a he was on Minnesota's list when they hired what's his name, PJ Fleck. Yeah, that's what's his name, the rowing the well, boat guy. And also, let me throw this in there. He, you know, the the poster asked
2: uh, about going to a G5 school first. The thing is, North Dakota State winning national championships at the FCS level, honestly, is probably a better situation than going to a bottom tier G five school. Um, I think if you go there as Chris Kleiman, say you win the three national championships, and, and you say I want to move up a level, and you take this this bottom tier uh, G five school, um, you know something something like a North De- or excuse me something like a North Texas that set the trail kind of came into and it doesn't work, then you sink your career. So um, sometimes the the situation you're in, the the grass isn't always greener on the other side, I think. Um, And I think that was kind of a situation there. I think he was waiting for the perfect storm, um, the perfect opportunity to come along. And, And you can't fault him for not taking a different job just because on paper, it sounds better.
1: Some people would make the argument that North Dakota State right now would win the MAC, be competitive in the Mountain West. Some
2: people would argue they'd be a mid-team in the Big 12.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think for guys like this, they want to be somewhere where football matters, where people are passionate about it. And to go from Fargo to, uh, I don't even know what to say, um, some MAC school where they really don't care Toledo. Toledo kind of cares. Akron. Akron, Akron. doesn't care. Yeah, Bowling Green. The, you know, some of these programs have had success, but and now they, um, they they don't have people lining up to get into the gate. There's not a passion. It's part of the culture in Fargo. When Kansas State played North Dakota State in 2013, i got to tell you, it was eerie being on the other side of that because I've seen... The looks on the faces of other fan bases as the purple masses rolled into town. And the green horde came into Manhattan on that day. It's yellow. The yellow horde. Was it really yellow? They were yellow. I mean, they're they're were wearing yellow. yellow. They're, they're both. They, they
3: all wore yellow.
1: Okay. I saw some green out there, buddy white I mean, like Mostly yellow. That's like saying K-State's not white. You know, if K-State's purple, okay, not well, white. Let me, let me continue my point. Sorry. And it was impressive, even though I don't know what color it was. They They were everywhere. They were passionate. Uh, They were filling up bars. They were really good people. um, Culturally, you have Uh, to be if you're from North Dakota. Yeah, well, you've got to be. You just want friends because you might need to hold them for warmth. (laughs) Um, And plus, you know, you could end up being Canadian at any moment. (laughs) I mean, honestly, let's let's talk about this. If Canada rolled across the border and claimed North Dakota, what would we do? Okay.
2: CFL champion Chris okay. Kleiman
1: Okay. We'll talk to you later. South Dakota, you're now just Dakota. <laughs> um, so I think there there's so many comparisons between the two programs in that. just how it's so important in the community. People are so passionate about it and they're so invested. I think that was important. I don't understand that he was supposed to go do this, get another job. Well, he didn't want to. It took something like this to get him out of there, and maybe he would have stayed in Fargo for 25 years coaching, instead of going to a MAC program, or or going to um, a Mountain West program like Wyoming. I guarantee you, Craig Bull looks at his Wyoming team and thinks my teams at North Dakota State would kick the crap out of this team, and he regrets going probably. Yeah, I think. I mean, but of course, he's getting paid more that yeah. helps. But that money gets rid of a lot of regrets. Yeah, yeah, it does.
2: Like living in Wyoming, <laughs> like living in Laramie. I guess my bottom line on it all is is saying, look, somebody was going to take a chance on him soon, whether it was a G five school, whether it was a P five school, or a, a P five assistant, whatever. Somebody was going to come along and pluck him off eventually. He wasn't going to be a lifer at North Dakota State, so why not K State? You know. If it doesn't work out, he'll be gone in three years. And Gene Taylor will probably be gone too. Exactly. That's. There's no room for error here for Gene Taylor. And you'll hit the reset button. And if it works out, and K-State goes and wins seven, eight games next year, eight or nine the next year, starts getting back to the level where you want to see this program at, you're going to sit here and proclaim from the rooftops how you have the smartest athletic director and he made an excellent hire to, you know, come in and pick this up. It, it's not going to be it, it's either going to work out for you or you're going to get the change that you want.
1: Uh, let me back up. For any North Dakota listeners that are just tuning in because we're talking about Chris, you want I'm just joking. I'm sure we'd fight for you. <laughs> we wouldn't give you the candidate. We'd give Wyoming away in a heartbeat. But you guys got oil and uh, uh, b- ice, blocks of ice. Is that right? They, they export ice from. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, know. think that's accurate. Well, I, accuracy's never been important on this podcast. I just hope Chris Kleinman doesn't come in and say, Wild Cats. Just <laughs> he to thinks a Z. <laughs> He thinks he S's make a Z sound after being. Uh, forced to do so for so many years. By Zone. That sounded French. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the Z. I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry, people.
3: From KSU Grad 05. I think that's another new one. Welcome. Any truth to the rumors that Latrell fell through because of assistant coaching issues? I don't believe it, but I feel like that rumor is the driving force between or behind some of the negativity towards Gene and Kleiman.
1: Now we turn to Gene Taylor, who will sound a lot like Riley Gates. I well, how, Who's to say that I'm not Gene Taylor? I have a sock puppet that would argue that.
2: Fair enough, I guess. Okay, this comes straight from the mouth of Gene Taylor. Uh, Brian Smoller sat down and didn't ask the AD segment with him, you know, like they
1: always do. Do you think uh, if they did that standing up, he'd gotten the same answers? I'm probing deep here with questions. Like it was. Okay. Anyways, this
2: is Brian Smoller. Quote, as we get into the details over the next few days, were there any stipulations put on Coach Kleiman or any of the candidates for that matter, about the current coaching staff retention? This is from Gene Taylor. Quote, no, there's not. As you go through this process, we have some really great assistance. All we told every candidate is, look, we have some great staff. We encourage you to interview as many or all of them, whatever you feel your needs are, because obviously they have coaches that they're familiar with and coaches that they've coached with or people they've worked with that are maybe at other institutions. But we never want to say you have to hire somebody. That puts us That puts that coach in a bad position and puts the assistants in a bad position, if you think about it, because they only want to work if they're wanted to.
1: Boom. Yeah, no, that never happened. And uh, like the Seth Rottel – Rottel? Who's Seth Rottel? It sounds like a macaroni. Rottel? (laughs) Uh, Seth Littrell rumors. uh, We shot that down power Paracat. We shot down the the concept that he was. People were being forced to take coaches. None of that was true. People, sometimes people got to stop listening to agents and representatives of people that want jobs or aren't getting the job because they say whatever they need to say to to uh, put their client forward or whoever they're representing at the interests of. So um, no, there's you know, and Gene, it's a really fascinating interview. Gene gets into a lot of. The misreporting that was out there and how it impacted uh, the entire process. Um, you know, coming from a guy who was criticized for getting a story right, <laughs> I think about it. I, the criticism of me is that I got a story right. Um, I, I'm very proud of the fact that I don't get things wrong, which at the end of the day it was, but he just changed his mind. But um, that's what you know. You ran him off. He wanted the job. So, you reported that he wanted the job and then he took it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, anyhow, it's just uh, intriguing. Um, those comments, that's a really good interview. It really is. I like Gene Taylor because he'll, he'll just say it. He'll just say it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he admitted, he said the reporting that was out there was impacting
1: search. It was negative. Well, I mean, it was reported over and over that it was all but done, and that it was done. It was done. And then, just because you delete stuff, doesn't mean you didn't ever say that. I mean, it it, it was widely believed that Seth Luttrell had been offered the job and was in negotiations with K-State. You can't deny that that was believed. It was everywhere. And where did it come from? Well, it was never that way, ever that way. Ah, uh,
3: it's just—it's frustrating. From TN Cat, you've written that there were a lot of moving parts going on behind the scenes, discount, discounting Latrell, as it sounds like that Gene moved on from him early despite some reports. How close were we to landing Brown, Norvell, or Levitt before landing climbing?
1: I think such a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to be on. I got to do some more sniffing around this. I mean, um, guys, here's
2: the thing. Last week, late, we honestly were at the point, Wednesday maybe? We were at the point where we said, I think it might be Norvell. And then a few days were long we go, maybe Brown, not really. And then I looked at Zach yesterday, and I was like, I think it's going to be Jim Lovett.
1: So yeah, <laughs> this it, whole thing was so back and forth. I think Gene Taylor ran a lot of false flag operations here. He was putting out stuff. Um, you know, it uh, – I don't know where we're going to go with this. I, I suspect that Kansas State – Got into discussions I think they really liked Mike Norvell A lot He was a good fit Good coach um, But I think his price tag might have been A little aggressive I mean he's at 2.6 at Memphis And they paid Climb 2.3 Which I think is way too high But Which means they would have needed to pay Norvell about 4 probably Yeah they probably At least I would think You know If you're going to make that jump At least you want to get into the mid threes and then, you know, that's less money to spend on staff. And, oh, yeah, you don't know what a coach says. That's another part of the negotiation. You know, some people talk about um, they want to uh, get, I want a $3 million salary. And, oh, by the way, I want another $2 million for my assistant coaches or whatever. So that's part of the. I think Kansas State got in a little bit deep with Mike Norville, and it just didn't work out. It just didn't get to where they wanted it to and I think that's part of what took so long. I know they made a run at Venables and that was denied. I know they had some real interest in Neil Brown and, and I think it just came down to they felt safer at that point with Kleiman because they, they knew it was a more of a known commodity to them.
3: From Teverson how much say do you think Snyder got in this
1: hire? Not much. I don't I don't think so. I think they asked for his input and he said Sean. That, honest, that's what happened. He pushed Sean to the very end. Um, and, you know, I think the wording is appropriate input. And yeah. I think I think that wasn't appropriate.
2: I think they gave him it, and this is speculation, I'm not reporting this. I think they gave him a chance. They said, okay, we know what he wants. We know what he said in public. When it comes down to the actual the time, who's he going to throw out to us? And if you threw out Sean Snyder, there you go. there was your chance and, and you he kind voted of... voted really for nepotism. yeah,
1: you voted you just wanted it based on his last name and he's your son. Um, i I will sit here and say this. I think if Bill Snyder had strongly advocated on the behalf of Jim Levitt from the moment they asked him you know to consider retirement, if he had said uh, okay i'll I'll retire. On your terms, if Jim Levitt is the next coach, I think Jim Levitt would be the coach of Kansas State. I did too. But it didn't come to that. He didn't really advocate for that. And told him if he did, it was too late. They had moved on and they were. They talked to Levitt in New York. They liked him. But I think the age was a hurdle there. Mm-hmm. Um, the temper was a hurdle there. Uh, so, But if he had strongly advocated on his behalf instead of Pushing Sean, bringing Sean back up to the team at the final team meeting. Just strange, strange. Uh, it, and this is why people are like, well, why did need he leave? He doesn't understand. The team did not want Sean to be the head coach. They didn't want that. And he was under the impression they would be happy if Sean was their coach. They absolutely didn't want that. So, um, I don't know. And next, the next question, if it's, I don't know if Sean will be on the next staff. I don't think he'll be on the coaching staff. He might be on the support staff, but. We'll wait. get into the future in the second okay. half. Another new one from
3: Dirty Randy77. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I laughed so hard. So let's
1: slow down here. Dirty Randy77?
3: Yes, Dirty Randy77.
1: Do you think. There were 76 other Dirty Randys.
3: Like, he just typed in Dirty Randy and 24
2: 7 was like, Sorry, that's not a unique name. All right. Dirty Randy 2. Not, a
3: uni- not unique. Yeah. Dirty Randy said, 3. How do I want people to know that I'm a 41 year old K State fan named Randy? I want to be Dirty Randy, born in
1: 77. I like it. Uh, or he graduated college in 77 and he is a dirty, dirty old dude. I don't yeah, know. 41. Okay. I was Just trying, trying to, to do the math there, I, did I did the math. didn't do it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I've, I've fallen in love with some of these names that people have chosen. People are a lot better at naming themselves now than they were back in the day. Dirty Randy 77. I like you, Randy. You and I need a party. Okay. Welcome.
3: Uh, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't truly expecting Gene to hire Kleiman, but I'm okay with it. What does surprise me is the salary. Do you guys think we overpaid or do you think it was about right? I Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't necessarily think they.
2: I, I don't hate the price tag they gave him. I think they could have got him a lot cheaper. I think if they had a cut it by a million, he still would have jumped at it. What was he making? What's he making now? Three hundred thousand. What? He wasn't. He wasn't making a million. I don't believe. No,
1: I think it's like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just someone joking that he was making the point three at Fargo and now I got the two in front of it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it is a FCS program. I mean, the budget's much smaller. I, I think if you had... I, I don't know. Yeah, There's so many things to this. You don't want the perception that you're the cheap program. <clears throat> you know, you don't want the perception that it's not important to you, so we only paid our coach 1.5. But I'm fine with 1.5 and 100K per win. He was making $300,000 a year. Okay. You know?
2: I think he could have... What they give him? 2.3? 2,
1: 2, 2.6. 2.3. 2.3. I think he could have given him 1.5 and he'd yep. have jumped. 1.5 will accelerate you with every uh, win you get your first year to that. But I don't
2: feel like I'm well, That'll be your here, new base. I'm not sitting here looking at his contract like, Holy crap, K-State, you sunk in your budget. and no, I'm interested to see what the buyout is.
1: We'll find that out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find the whole contract details, I assume. Yeah, at the, the contract
2: will be made available tomorrow.
1: And... Uh, and I, I want to know what the budget is for assistant coaches. If, if he has to get an offense coordinator, like we're talking about Clemson, two of the candidates, Clemson's defense coordinator getting 2, 2.5. Um, Oregon's defense coordinator getting 1.5 to 2. I mean, is, is it possible that he, he would have the green light to pay an offense coordinator, you know, high six figures, 800000 Man, Eric Wolford at, at – uh, South Carolina is his position coach and he's at $600,000 so I mean, th- this thing's whole, This is silly this is silly as much as I, I appreciate college football and I believe in the free market I can't believe that the market is actually driving salaries that are this high because athletic departments are going broke so no that's not that's not market forces to me if you're going broke it's being silly with your money from Estonia
3: Cat, this is the last question of the first half. Um, I would like to know what it was like for the GPC staff to chase this story. Crazy.
1: Scott's well, a journalist, so he's he's curious about these things. It was... Why are you giving away his identity? I'm sorry, Scott. It's a screen name. Anyone who knows him knows he lives in Estonia and teaches jur- journalism there. We worked every source we
2: had. Twice. I mean, we hit up everything from – from you, know, you, got, you got former players. You got current connections to the program. You got, I mean, you got everything. And um, I, I really don't think anybody was trying to mislead us on anything along the way. Um, we probably talked to some people that knew uh, some pretty concrete stuff. But you got to realize some of the people we talked to have certain things they can and can't say. I mean – it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Gene Taylor was in our back pocket, you know. He's he, not going to just give it. He to would have stuff he had to keep to himself. Yeah. So, but it was a lot of fun, you know. Just thinking about all the different possibilities, you know. Um, when we brought up Levitt, you know, we're talking about potential Levitt guy. Okay, well, who would he bring in? Ooh, what if he brought in Eric Wolford as the offensive line coach? Well, then you got more K State guys and just all the possibilities out there. Um, as we sat here and looked at all these different candidates and, and we kind of analyzed them it was a lot of fun to do. And, and I got to know more about these coaches. Like seriously, when I saw the Eric Wolford Twitter charge from all the former players, I was like, really? Are you serious?" And then I dove into Eric Wolford and I was like, "It's a good coach. Okay, Not a terrible candidate. He's a good coach. So it was fun to get to know some different names out there um, and, and kind of follow the process along.
1: It's fun. It's exhausting. It's there's nothing quite like a coaching search in our profession because it's chaotic and it changes. You know, it, for K State, it's football coaching searches. There was just a basketball one six years ago, but that isn't nearly as chaotic. There's not the passion around that. I mean, I, I said on my TV show last week, it'd be just like if KU went through a basketball coaching search. I mean, there's just the the level of insanity that would erupt amongst. KU fans and their social media would be Epic and in the same way here The last time you went through the search uh, They had Patterson and then he backed out And then you ended up with Snyder And it was kind of a weird That took a two week process, think about that This was an eight day process, it took two weeks Patterson Was on the line for about ten days Before he backed out and then um, The two week Window was up that they used to have to observe Observe and, and Yeah, so it's crazy. We had. This is where being experienced on a beat really pays off. We've got sources at the donor level, at the player level, the ex-player level, the, the, you know, administrative level, in the coaching fraternity level, uh, agency level. You just you've built up a lot of connections and friendships through the years. Um, that's why you know it was. So easy when the first Latrell reports that he had been in town, or excuse me, his agent had been in town, were so easy to shoot down. So we called someone who would absolutely know, and they said no. They actually I, we texted them and they lol'd that, and no, there was no one here. And if they if they did ever come to town, I don't think Casey even knew about it. I think they were just coming to town to hang out and and be spotted, because uh, Seth Latrell raised his profile enormously with this search. And probably never was ever going to come. Uh, he got a raise at North Texas, got a bigger budget at North Texas, and will be on, uh, you know, the front of any discussion going forward. If, you know, major, major program open. Seth Luttrell might have a chance to make the jump to, you know, I don't know what program I'm even trying to think of. Uh, uh, USC. If in the year that comes open. Maybe that's where Seth Latro would bounce to. We don't know. And, uh, but it's fun. It is exhausting. It's nonstop. We're basically on call at all times. Uh, and um, having this many guys, people on our staff, is a real advantage for GoPowerCat.com because we're able to cover a lot of bases and and get it. I, our information was virtually spot on uh, until the the very end when. I knew it was getting close when, as of uh, Sunday, it kind of all shut down. The information just shut down, and I knew they were close on making a decision because the, the people that had been sources, and I saw someone on the board said, you know, they had been talking to someone, and they, too, shut down on, over the weekend. So I think they said, okay, uh, let's rein it in here. Nothing gets out as we get really close within the 48-hour window of hiring the coach, whether it had been Neil Brown or, as it turned out, Chris Kleinman. So it's, it's fun. Um, I don't advise it for anyone's health to be too often. But <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've eaten a
2: lot of fast food
1: in the last week. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, yeah, when I get weighed every week at, uh, at the doctor's for radiation, I'm like, oh, it's been a fat week. I've been on a cruise. Been uh, on a journalism cruise. Well, that's it for the first half of the Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And this segment was brought to you by our good friends at Tanner's. Down in Aggieville, get down to Tanner's. Maybe there'll be a soccer trophy down there you can get a dance with.
0: The Power camp podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text
2: in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, The Fridge is more than just a liquor store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and crafts beers. Plus, they're back to back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year.
0: Oh, I get it. Wow, smartphone. Auto correct your next liquor store visit to The Fridge
3: Wholesale Liquor,
0: 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other Go PowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go PowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the PowerCat Podcast. Welcome back to the Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor.
1: We went a little long in the first segment. It's not really long. Tyler Dryling pointed out we used to do epic podcasts, three hours long. Even the listeners were complaining. I mean, if you want to get real technical, we've been here a while. Yeah, but we're, <laughs> what we're doing is uh, record, work, record, work record and then i'll put up the podcast yeah i don't know i'm anxious to meet him not anxious i'm excited to meet chris Kleiman. I, well, I thought to... you were talking about tyler dryling i, yeah, I was know like... tyler dryling well i'd go <laughs> meet him when he's in hawaii that's kind of nice is he back in hawaii yet yeah he's been back there for I, like, dude i have weeks. no idea he's only here for a week i don't i don't stalk his social media as much as i should now he's in
3: hawaii He doesn't tweet as much Hawaii stuff as he does hot takes about K-State's coaching
1: search. Yeah, well, that's pretty good hot takes out there. Like how Neil Brown looks like PDUs? That was weird. That was uncanny. If he had hired Neil Brown, we would have had problems on campus. Everyone would think the coaches were the other guy.
3: Some major problem or major questions for venture approach uh, partners.
1: I know. Are you just looking for guys that look exactly like this? Because I don't think that's good use of your resources. <laughs> that's probably that not, not finding a good business a robots. Strategy. And we're not, we don't want you hiring a women's coach for us, a female coach that looks like this. Because that wouldn't be good. No. I don't know. Not at all. Uh, Guys, you know, I I just read something really good on Wabash Station. Someone that went to bed really angry about the hire and woke up and thought, you know, I can't control this. Why am I so angry? Uh, And then kind of came to peace with it and... You know, said, hey, it's not cancer. You know, I know I, he just lost his brother-in-law, and he knows what I'm going through. And he said, I'm going to go buy four tickets. So he just went out and bought four season tickets for the first time in a long time. He goes, I'm not going to be able to get too many games, but I wanted to show support for the program.
3: It's <laughs> a very impulse buy. That's, that's not a cheap cheap thing to do. <laughs> I was angry last night, and now I'm a season ticket holder. What have I done?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I need to get angry about Las Vegas. Go to bed, wake up, book a trip. God, Las Vegas, I hate you. We can't, we can't all say that, that after
3: a lot of nights in Vegas, don't you? I don't think I've ever said
1: that. I don't, I think, well, no, not since they, uh, the IV Center's open. I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> since then, I think I've been fine with Vegas. I'm not a big gambler, so I never have a night where I wake up and, uh, you know. You leave the casino when the sun's up? Yeah, okay, so there, but. That's Vegas. It's nice. You start late, you end early, so to speak. Um, early in the morning, and then you get. See, back I don't after. like that a whole lot because to me, Vegas is is two things. It's the
2: nightlife, and it's also the day life is fascinating. Yeah, pools,
1: pools, walking the strip, things like that. You get over walking the strip. I mean, I, I enjoyed it when and I was after there for, seven trips. You don't go anywhere; <laughs> you you go to where people are entertaining you, um, and you you just go to those places. You get a car and you go from your front door of your casino resort to whatever casino resort you're going to. That's what you do, or you go downtown. Downtowns, you got to do if you're there for like four nights. Which people say that's too much. No, it's not because you put one downtown night in, and it's a completely different experience. Hmm. But yeah, you just got and you got to have a pool day. You well, gotta, best of luck with your Vegas. Yeah, my buddies are all texting. It's time to go, Fitz. Time to go. You're about through your radiation. Got a coach hired. Here we go. I'm Like, well, I still got cover basketball here.
2: <laughs> that's the thing. It feels like we're on the downslope, and we're kind of like, okay, we can slowly start to. It'll be a little bit less hectic. Oh wait, basketball. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's weird right now. They're just playing every Saturday. We have so much break right now for basketball. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, man. It's like a a bad high school schedule. We're just going to play once a week. So, I don't know. Welcome to the Powercat Podcast. We, if you don't... Listen on a regular basis. Uh, this is me and two trained monkeys talking about K-State sports. Well, one trained monkey talks about K-State sports. The other trained monkey uh, asks the questions.
3: He's more than willing to jump in and share his opinion. But Riley talks too much, and I lose interest.
1: <laughs> there we go. Let's. That's. I'm giving the people what they want. Zach doesn't say much, but, man, he drops a hammer when he does. Um, and uh, we are sponsored by Fridge Wholesale so, Liquor. Get into the fridge right here in Manhattan at the corner of West Port, and Claflin. Look at you go. I I still almost said Wesley. Judges? Judges? Yes! That
3: that is where the fridge is.
1: (laughs) Right there. It looks like a blockbuster video if you've never been to the fridge. Because it was a blockbuster video. Ask for if they have Die Hard on VHS. I want. I really want someone to do that. It's Christmas time. It's a great Christmas movie to show your kids. Um, and get in there and and say, do you have block? Do you have blockers? Do you have Die Hard on VHS? No, don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: do it. I, they're gonna be so confused. <laughs> I know. He's so confused. I
1: like to do that to our sponsors.
2: It's not like we've called up the fridge and said, hey, if someone asks for, Bl-
3: for Die Hard on VHS, hey, we need if, to get on eBay.
1: If they sponsor this show and then don't listen to it, that's not my fault. <laughs> they should be fair warned. If they're going to give us money to be on our, our show, I'm going to do incredibly bad ads that people will remember and uh, get people to do weird things at their store. Fair enough. Okay, there we go. Go to the fridge. This segment sponsored by Wahoo Fire and Ice Grill. Incredible people. If you're playing something for Christmas, um, think about doing it at Wahoo. You better get on the books. they got a nice little private room. Uh, we'll seat about uh, 12, 16 sober people and 38 drunk people. So get into uh, Wahoo because, you know, you're more flexible when you're inebriated, Zach. You can just kind of wedge into corners. Get into Wahoo. It's great. such good food. Man, it's good food. I haven't eaten there in long... Too long. I just don't. I'm, I'm on such a limited diet right now. Basically, I can't eat anything with edges. They, my doctor tells me we don't want you eating any fruit or vegetables, and I'm like, where have you been all my life? What, uh, this is amazing. This
3: is this why is we incredible. ate a plate of macaroni and cheese yesterday. And then the oh. other doctor's like, no red meat. Yeah. <laughs> no I, fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got one set of doctors telling me I can't eat anything uh, that isn't, like, healthy. And I basically have my radiation doc telling me uh, you can't eat anything that's healthy. <laughs> you can't eat anything. So pretty much I'm uh, getting by right now on Sprite and Sweet Tarts. That sweet, do Sweet Tarts have fiber?
3: Uh, I, I know you know. hope so, but I don't think so. Uh, are they no an idea. actual
1: fruit? Because I can't eat them if they're actual fruit. Let's quit messing around. We got lots of questions here in the second segment, and here is Zach Carlson from Mountain
3: Joe. What are you hearing from current players and recruits on this hire? Do you think it will cost us any of them? They're hype. Players are hype, dude. <laughs> like for real,
2: they're excited. It's a, and I think it's it's half the winning culture that he's going to bring. And it's half, it's something new. Everybody
1: likes the shiny new car, you know? If you're a player, you're scared of the unknown. You know, you don't know what's a new coach going to come in here thinking. Are they going to run a completely different system? I was recruited to do this and that. And I think they're at comfort knowing what North Dakota State wants to do isn't radically different than what Bill Snyder does offense wants to do. Hopefully less predictable than that offense has been the last few years. But uh, they know that if they were recruited to Kansas State, all of a sudden they're not a a, a toy that doesn't belong in the toy box anymore. They know they're going to have a chance. And whether you're number one on the depth chart or number four, you know you're going to have a chance. It's wiped clean. you got something to prove. I think they want some coaches to stay, some coaches to leave. You know, this They get the, their vote now. I mean, Chris Klein comes in and goes, you know, what well, I want to talk to you about coaches. Who do you think? They'll lay it out, man. They'll say I, I want this coach. This coach is really good. Players like him, you know. So it's they're empowered a lot right now and I think they're really optimistic that they're going to get into a program. Yeah, you know, it's a, the difference between players and fans and the reaction here is astonishing. We thought the players would be mad. People were like, well, the players are all going to leave. The players are fired up, man. They got a coach that's wearing rings. Uh, you know, they probably, when they learned about who it was a couple weeks ago, they probably, some of these guys watched their game last week against Colgate and said, man, this, this team's good. They're legit. And I'm telling you, you watch North Dakota State, 7 p.m., Friday night, ESPN2, they're in the semifinals against South Dakota State, um, that is basically their rival. Well, it's
2: essentially going to be the FCS national championship.
1: By it the way. is, because that bracket is tougher than the other bracket, which is Maine. Listen to me, folks. Maine traveling to Eastern Washington. That sounds fun. I hope they chartered. I hope they didn't have to fly commercial as a football team. But I'm sure they chartered. I'm sure the playoffs charter them. I'd hope. Um, yeah, this is a really good game. This is a big-time game. But you watch them, and you, particularly on defense, you watch North Dakota State, you're going to see dudes, he would have helped K-State. He would have helped K-State. He, these guys can play. Um, and honestly, they 67-6, and six, a big part of that is they are a lot better than almost every FCS team. They've got better dudes. Um, and they've set a bar that's really high. And I think the players think, we want that here. We want want that here. From A, how many years does this
3: coach need to build up something that can compete at a decent level? I don't think K State's that far off from
2: no. being
1: competitive. And I think that's why it was this year it had to be done. Because guys were transferring, and if there was more erosion of scholarship players like there was last year, then the program was in big trouble. I mean, no. just look at the – oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, the, you know, it's not going to be like he can come in and win 11 games next year. There's a couple years of recruiting that really need to take place. But if he can come in, if they can save this recruiting class, and he's going to be on campus quite a bit here. Um, I think, you know, this whole thing about him sticking around up there is true, but a lot of the coaching is going to fall on his staff. Uh, you know, they're going to get through Friday, and then uh, but he's going to be here Wednesday and maybe Thursday. They'll get through Friday's game. Uh, and then he'll have a little break because it's a two-week window before the championship in Frisco. Um, uh, I, I, he's got to get something done in this early class. And honestly, I think they're going to need to hit the Juca ranks a little bit harder than you normally want to. I'm not talking 12 guys. Maybe they can go go find six or seven guys that can help the team immediately. If they do that, I think they'll be okay if they can retain players. You know, I, Alex Barnes is probably gone, uh, going to the NFL. Here he's getting good feedback, waiting on his – needs to get a really – You know, professionally timed, electronically timed, 40 time under his belt. And if that goes well, he's going to go. But if you can get him back, man, Alex Barnes and that North North Dakota State offense would be effective if that's what he's going to run. Picture this
2: Last Chance You, part five. K State coach Chris Kleiman is in the school. Oh, wait, no. We don't know where it's going
1: to be yet. They'll probably move it. Do you think they're only doing two seasons in Independence? I think they'll probably just do two seasons and move on like they did with EMCC. that wasn't the plan. EMCC said, we're done with you. Oh, they did? Yeah. I I think Independence is probably about to say, we're done with you, too. Yeah, they didn't have a great year. Well, I don't even know.
2: I I mean, I don't know it off the top of my head. I just know they lost a significant amount. I just know we went
3: to one game this year. It was their first game. They won it, and that was the only game they won for a while, I think. Yeah. wasn't great. Wow. I'm still hoping we're on that. That tape. You wore a lime green shirt. Specifically <laughs> to be on that tape. <laughs> they're going to cut around you. They knew. How did we get on that? I'm sorry. That was my fault. What? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um, oddly, I read something about KU trying to get inroads at Independence. Hmm. I'm telling you what, uh, Independence is recruiting any and everyone. If you're not in jail, you can play there. Yeah. And unfortunately, they lost some guys because they had to go to jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's. I'm, I I'm don't have my normal hang-ups with junior colleges, but that's not the junior college I want to spend a lot of time yeah. recruiting. No, not not coming out of that program and that coach. No, I'll take a hard pass. From KSU man,
3: our current recruiting rank is eighty second nationally and ninth in the Big Twelve. Where do we end up? I don't know if it means two thousand nineteen, but it can't be too much higher
2: than
1: that if it's two thousand nineteen. Well, I mean they got a whole nother second a lot of guys aren't signing right now. Um, You know, that's that's the biggest difference. And Gene Taylor talked about it in his video. Uh, The early signing period is a new beast. It just started last year. So a coach could come in previous to last year and steal guys. I know you're verbally committed, but I want to talk to you. And then lo and behold, happen in K-State all the time. They switch right before the February signing period. That's a long time to hold on to people. That's why they installed this. And it really puts programs like Kansas State that are going through a coaching search right now or coaching change right now at a disadvantage because a good chunk of the market is locked up. Now, I see an advantage in it from this standpoint. You don't waste time on those guys. You might have gotten one or two guys to switch, but you're probably talking to 10 to 12 guys about it. You're done. They're off the table. Onward you go. You go find the guys that are still out there. And, and the whole transfer market now becomes a bigger deal. You know, uh, there might be some fifth-year transfers on this roster next year. Some guys that can come in. It's going to be new for everyone. Maybe some from North Dakota State. You just don't know. I'm telling you, there's some dudes up there that could play at this level. They just didn't get the opportunity. You know, it's not like Kansas State is the only magical place where they find people that were missed in recruiting (laughs) and they end up being pretty good. Carson Wentz ended up at North Dakota State because nobody else was really after him. Uh, He turned out to be okay. Pretty good football player. Although you wouldn't know it by watching the Eagles this year,
2: Hey-o. Oh,
3: No, that's my that's zing a, that, as a Cowboy fan. That's an inner Cowboy, right there. From Watercat, allowing him to finish the playoff run—good or bad? Bad. I don't like it.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I I think Gene was being a little too loyal to his old employer there and his friend. Um, I I don't like it. That's my one biggest hang-up.
3: I like the other side of it is is that it's a three hour commercial every time they play. That is for K State.
1: Very true. Um, and, you know, Friday night they're on ESPN two. The other f- semifinals on Saturday afternoon are on ESPN two, um, and Friday night that's that's going to be a good window. You know, a lot of people are going to watch that game, and not just K State fans. Other people that are college football fans are going. Okay, what's this guy about? What's this team about? Why would K State go hire a dude from Division two? It's not Division two, people. It's let's let's clarify this. They are not Division Two. Division Two is a whole different thing. It's Fort Hayes State. That's Fort Hays State. North Dakota State is a Division One athletic program, just like Kansas State. The football part of Division One. So North Dakota State competes in the NCAA tournament. If they if they win their conference, they're going to the NCAA tournament, like UMB and all those other schools. They're Division One. Football programs are divided into two groups: the One A 1A and One aa now called the F. BS for the Bull subdivision, which is Power 5 and, you know, this. And then the FCS, the old 1AA, which is the playoffs. Now let's just take this one step further. So part of 1A, excuse me, part of Division 1 can play playoffs and it works fine. But the other part of Division 1, we can't have playoffs because it's too complicated. Is that right? Is that not going to get that right? That's, I mean, it, it would all back up. So in the, in the lower part of what's Division One football, those kids can go play a bunch of playoff games and their academics don't matter. And the upper part, apparently being a student athlete means more that you can't miss any classes for playoffs because that's the excuse. You miss too many classes. Even though a big chunk of the playoffs happens during the semester break. So, anyhow, that was an aside. But keep that straight. They are Division One, just FCS, Football Championship Subdivision, FBS, Football Bowl Subdivision. Like AAA baseball? Not like that at all. Okay. Now you're confusing people. Not yeah. like that.
3: It's like well, yeah, the, no. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's completely different. What I mean is, it's almost like the minor leagues. As, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to make that analogy there. Not not that it's lower level.
1: I bet you there's a better soccer analogy in there than baseball, <laughs> and I mean that.
3: Yeah, maybe, but teams move up and right, down. Right in Europe, you know, you have the lower levels. You know, if you're in the Premier League and you're one of the three worst teams, you get bumped down, and then the three best teams from the lower level get bumped up. So I guess maybe that's maybe that's better.
1: Yeah, uh, and they are they are doing things at that one double A level. You know, the FCS level that have never been done before. So I feel like it's as simple as saying 6A versus 1A
2: in high school, you know. you you've, You're playing on the same scale, essentially. I would say 6A, 4A. Okay, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm, I'm saying 1A because everybody's out here saying Chris Kleiman can't coach at this level. And they would look at a, at a 1A st- student athlete and say, oh, he can't play at this level. But I guarantee you there's, there's 1A athletes out there that if you plucked him in a Blue Valley Northwest or something like that, they would do just um, fine. Like Dean Wade. Know. Yeah. So uh, just, just because it's football football on or a or? bigger scale, just because it's a bigger school, gets more attention, doesn't necessarily mean – it is different.
1: Yeah, I would say it's more like six A, four A, and then, and then you, your Fort Hayes is it's a two A, and then the Division three programs out there are one A. I guess I, you know it really does start to drop off. And you go to the NFL, you'll find people that play Division two and even Division three um, in in the NFL. But you, you're going to find a lot of guys from North Dakota State in the league right now, almost as many as K State. Wrap your mind around that. From Exit
3: 313, welcome to the podcast. Are any coaches from the former staff going to be retained, and who's the first person climbing calls as the new coach? Uh, probably me.
1: <coughs> uh, me, Yeah, you can call me. Once from food recommendations? He knows I'm this guy. and I'll, I'll probably recommend a liquor store, too. Got to think who that'd be. Uh, I don't know whose first call would be. I don't. I'm, I'm really not sure. Maybe that guy who they always said, when we have a big-time job, we're going to call each other, you know, and maybe his first call is his OC that he knows he wants to hire or someone like that. Maybe his first call is a K-State guy. Maybe. There's some K-State guys out there on the market. I don't know. I I just, I don't know the dude well enough yet to know who he's going to call. Maybe he's just recruits. Maybe he's just picking through the uh, commitment, saying, "Hey, I got a bunch of rings. They go bling, bling, bling. Come play for me." That seems like a pretty simplistic uh, pitch there, but uh, you know, bling, bling, bling sounds pretty good to me.
2: In terms of offensive coaches, I don't see, I don't see anybody except for maybe Colin getting retained, and I think that's more well, his I, name.
1: I think maybe some on the defensive side. I said offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the offensive. Yeah, I think offensive is going to be pretty limited. I really do. And
2: and honestly, there's no statistical reason that you should say Colin Klein. I mean, I think it's because you know that he's a bright mind and maybe with a little bit more experience under his belt. Where
1: did he coach uh, a couple years ago? He did coach at Northern Iowa. Where's Chris Kleiman from? Northern Uh,
2: Iowa. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was trying to think way
1: back. Yeah. That's his alma mater. So, yeah, I don't know. Just – throwing that out there he's probably was well aware I mean that's the league of what he did there so I imagine Colin will be around I just I have no inside knowledge on this yet because I mean climate hasn't weighed in on this probably but I I think siler and Norwood are in pretty good shape I think KCs defense for what it was working with particularly overall talent and injury depleted talent did a pretty good job I think they're in pretty good shape we'll see but like Gene Taylor said no candidate has any obligation to keep any one of these coaches? They were simply asking people to give them a look and talk to them. Don't just throw them out. Which is exactly how I ended up with Riley.
3: Makes sense. Yeah. Another new one from Wildcat Firefighter.
1: No, actually, he's not new. He's been around. Has he been around? No. He just doesn't post on no on the podcast. No. He changed. He, he DM me to change his name. Oh. Uh, so I'm not going to say who it is, but it is someone that has been on change changed his name. Hmm. for the correction. And, and again, if you want to change your screen name, if it sucks or you're one of those Anon people, please change your name if you're an Anon. Uh, just hit me up on the direct messages or email me at Tim.Fitzgerald at goparacatcom There's a dot in the middle of my name. I don't know why we did that, but I did that. Just email me. It's a common email naming I system. I know. For a bigger company, there's six of us. Sorry. I don't know. Um, so, anyhow. Uh, Email me or hit me up on direct message. We'll get you a new screen name. It's pretty easy. Just change someone to uh, uh, gorilla underscore cat, which seems a little conflict to me, be a gorilla and a cat. But, you know, hey, if it works for you.
3: Uh, This question is, or her question is, what type of qualities do you see Kleiman having that are the same as Coach Snyder and what differs?
1: I think this was a big part of it, guys. Discipline family commitment um you know character the 16 goals may be defined differently but they'll be there wouldn't surprise me if they stay up um i think that i think that was a big part of this for gene taylor that there won't be a culture shock you know it's not gonna turn into uh, you know i don't even know Oregon under chip kelly Right. You know, it's not gonna be culture shock. It's gonna be very similar. I can almost guarantee you that CapAC will persist. Those things will those things he'll understand what they mean and why they're important. Caring about Kansas State
2: yeah. is one and and all you need to know, you know, does Chris Kleiman care about Kansas State is go watch that video of Gene Taylor calling him and offering him the job. A he doesn't waste a second answering him. B it's not yeah, I'll take the job or, or something like that. It's I would love to be the next. I'm hey, jacked. Yeah, I'm jacked. I, so it, it's I, I think that you have a guy here that is, is really excited about what he gets to do um, and is going to approach this with an enthusiasm. So many people are out here saying, oh, we need this young-minded coach, this 37, 38, 40-year-old. You've got a 51-year-old with the excitement level of a 25-year-old,
1: it seems yeah, like. I don't know. I mean, it's that that thing's so overplayed. It is. Look, Lincoln Riley inherited the best roster, you know, <laughs> and the and the most dominant program as of late in the conference. It's easy to be successful, you know. If you plop Lincoln Riley down, um, let's say he had to go to Texas Tech and pick up there, would he be doing what he's doing? No, he wouldn't be doing. You know, but how did Cl- Cliff Kingsbury do? do it remind exactly. That? Yeah, you know, that's about as young and he was fired by his alma mater. Yeah, that's about as, uh, you know. Fits that criteria about as well as you want to. Just the best quarterback coach in the country right there. Yeah. He, he can flat out coach, but he's not a head coach. He's a great offense coordinator, but he's not a head coach. Those qualities are much different um, to be a head coach. There's there's a whole other level there. So, come on. It's, it, I want someone with some experience, too, that's been around the block. From
3: limestone silo, what's your ceiling and what is your floor expectation for number of wins in year one for climbing?
1: Uh, zero and fifteen. There we go.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna be right. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna cast that net,
1: I'm gonna be right. you are gonna be right in the middle there.
2: I'm uh, gonna say.
1: I'm gonna say nine is the ceiling, four is the floor. I was going the exact same place. You look at that schedule next year. Nichols State, he knows Nichols State's pretty good. I mean, they go in and beat people at this level. He he knows how that works. Bowling Green, going to have a new coach. So that's probably very winnable. And, oh, hey, you get to go to Mississippi State. Go for it and have a coach. But he's not going to be scared of that because he's gone places with that FCS team that nobody apparently respects and won games. And his players, his players will know that. This dude has taken lesser-respected troops into battle, and they've won. We want to follow this dude to Starkville and see if we can win. And and I think the Big Twelve
2: is not. I, now I'm going to say this, and then it's gonna, I'm going to be completely wrong. I but do that all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't see a world in where K State's just so far out of the pack. You know, I think Texas and Oklahoma be really good teams. Um, but we and we've criticized this year's team a lot. But let's be real; they were five and seven, but honestly, could have been seven and five, eight and four, maybe even. I mean, th- this team has talent. Okay, you get the right guys coaching them, you get the right
1: attitude inside the program. You're going to get back to that to that mark if he can solve the internal drama, the, calm all that crap down, all the nonsense that was going on behind the scenes. Um, and that'll play into who's retained and who's not. If he gets everyone back on the same page, if he can make football fun while keeping it serious and you know disciplined, not jacking around time, guys aren't having fun. Football's just not fun. It's just pure tedious. It's hard to get up. They look like they don't care at times because they're worn out mentally and physically. Um... So if he can find that balance like Bill Snyder did in the early days, um, I think they're going to be in really good shape. But he does need to go find some solutions pretty quickly. Uh, he's got a good quarterback, and that's half the battle. If you're Skyler Thompson and you look at what he's done with quarterbacks at a lower level, you are freaking fired up. He's preparing guys for the league. His quarterback right now, what's his name again?
2: Easton <clears throat> Excuse me, Easton Stick.
1: Is a, is a throat clearing thing in there? Is that Sorry, like a North Dakota thing?
2: I had like spit accumulating.
1: Oh. And okay. Uh, yeah, it. that guy might play in the league too. I ain't mean, so if – He'll get a shot. If you're, you're for Scott Thompson, you're looking at this and go, yeah, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. That's right. Like From AZCat05,
3: last question on the second half. What advice would you give Chris Kleiman to be successful at K-State? Don't run Prince it. And that means more than than it means on the surface. Yeah.
2: Because we've heard um, the horror stories, quote-unquote, of what he did, you know, coming in and, and saying that this was all about him. This was his program now. And, and it is. I'm not encouraging Chris Kleiman to, to bow down to Bill Snyder and to do literally everything the way that Bill Snyder did it. Clearly, that was not exactly the, the right way. There's
1: a more healthy balance.
2: Right. But. Don't forget what where it came from. Don't lose your connection to the fan base because you've already got some people a little bit iffy. You know, eh, I don't know about this FCS guy. But if you come in and you completely wipe out everything Bill Snyder did and, and you just don't even acknowledge it, um, you're going to find yourself distanced pretty fast. So find that happy balance and and get the fans really excited about you.
1: Amen, brother. Well, that's it for the second half of the Power Cap Podcast. Sponsored by Fritz Wholesale Liquor, and, and our sponsor this half was Wahoo Fire and Ice Grill. We got the overtime. For you newcomers to this, uh, we do the first half and the second half, and what's, what do we got cooking in the overtime? A little bit of everything. Serious questions? Little, a couple serious. A lot of fun. Do we have some uh, quick hitters?
2: No, no quick hitters. Well, there were a couple quick hitters asked, but. Yeah.
1: You didn't like them? Didn't like them this week. Do you like socks or sandals? Yeah. That's it for this. <laughs> The second half of the Power Cat Podcast.
0: We'll be right back. The gang will return with more of the Power Cat Podcast.
2: try to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the Fridge is more than just a liquor store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics
3: Retailer of the Year.
0: Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next
3: liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at
0: FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Pritchett, and the other Go sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go PowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to Fits on the Power Podcast, sponsored by Fringe Wholesale Liquor.
1: Welcome back to the Power Podcast. We're just hanging out here at the world headquarters in downtown Manhattan. It's good to have an office. I like our office. I'd love to be in an Aggieville, but I dig this place. It's a really cool office. I got high ceilings. We don't have a ghost. We don't have a ghost like we did in You Guys way. keep jinxing now, I'm telling we're you. We're building a little studio.
2: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Eventually.
1: <laughs> We've been a little busy. We actually during the football season had more time to work <laughs> than we have down the home stretch here of football season and now. Zach and I'll move into our new office one day. <laughs> we really we're paying for it. We probably should get this done. We need to decide what we're doing with the studio and do it. But, yeah, you guys keep bouncing ideas around I know there. It's sad. We're a sad bunch of people. Anyhow, this is the Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We talk sports, we have fun, uh, and we do it without our shirts on. Yeah, we do. We're all topless right now as we talk to you. And I this, took my hoodie off earlier. Yeah, that was sexy. We're uh, sponsored here <laughs> in this segment by <laughs> by the Hilo uh, down in Aggieville. Pizza. Burgers, new menu, which doesn't mean anything if you haven't seen the old menu, Uh, uh, pepperoni bricks that will make you fall in love with pepperoni bricks. They're not actually bricks. I tried to build something out of them, and they just kind of were slippery and got stale.
3: (laughs) They're like sandwiches.
1: They can't wait. What do you mean they got slippery and then got stale? I Let me point out, this is all you need to know about the pepperoni bricks. They're incredible dough with pepperoni in the middle, and they're absolutely soaked in butter. Garlic butter. butter. Garlic butter. Unbelievable. They are so unhealthy. You would never fix this for yourself at home. But when you're at the high-low, you're not there for a workout. You're getting a beer out of the Milwaukee Roulette pop machine. You're what? That's... You're not at this restaurant to work out. (laughs) Right. You're getting a beer, and you're getting some pie, and you're getting a burger. You're you're getting pizza. You're getting pizza.
3: I appreciate people who use the word pie now. It's pizza
1: pizza pie. That's what it's called. Um, And you're doing other things, and you're hanging out with your friends because it's a great place to chill and hang out. Incredible staff. Say hi to Seth, the owner, manager, and general badass. He reminds me a lot of Jack Black. When he grows his beard out. Oh, okay. Anyhow, that has nothing to do with anything. Hilo, in Aggieville, right there in the middle of that twelve hundred block. No eleven hundred block. Jeez. It was our block. Dude. For sixteen years. They were our neighbors. They oh, just got the They're like three doors down I'm from I'm our telling place. You, radiation brain is a w- real thing. And they're not even irradiating my brain. They're maybe that's what I think with. Oh, that's that solves a lot. And it. it's the overtime. Yeah, welcome to the overtime. The overtime is the added-on stuff, the fun stuff. We do occasionally take some odds and end questions of serious nature because they didn't fit into the first two segments. But mostly we take your uh, slap, you know what, questions and, and run with them. Here we go. Here's Zach with the overtime. From Wildcat
3: Wabash, what was a highlight and what was a low light from this coaching search? The highlight was just the added traffic. Oh my God! Without
2: a
1: doubt, our site has just wasn't, gone through the roof. It wasn't added traffic. We're up five hundred percent. I mean, it, in a matter of weeks. But it started before the retirement. Like we, we got right. traction beforehand, uh, and now it's just taken off. and And our numbers are are fairly comparable to where we were when we left Rivals with an established site. Think yeah, I
2: mean it's it's incredible, and we love it. The low light, and this isn't so much a low light anymore. Um, we kind of touched on it in the last podcast, but it just would have been really cool to break the news of either the retirement or the hiring. I mean,
1: it's really not as cool as you think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do want to say this. It, there is, as a journalist, you are hardwired to break the news. That whole dimension has changed with Twitter. You know, someone's going to break it, and a guy who never even covers K-State got it from an agent probably and broke it, Bruce Feldman.
2: About hirings, it's, it's going to come from national guys.
1: More than Anymore likely. it will. I mean, it just – with Twitter, you used to have to break news on your own damn site. Now you just go on Twitter and, that's, and type well, up a tweet. And, and that's the thing is let's say we had no idea –
2: that Chris Climate, you know, let's say he was a left field candidate, and we'd even gotten word first. Then you mess with the 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 difficulty of: do we tweet it out? Do we wait? Get a story right. up and put right. it out? And it's it's so hard.
1: One of the things that twenty four seven came in and sat down with us, uh, just incredible company, and said we we want to cover the process. You know, if you break it first, it's fine, but that's really not important here. Cover the process. Don't have don't have a horse in this. Um, cover everyone involved and cover the process. And I think it was an incredible piece of advice. We did approach this differently than we have in the past. We haven't covered many coaching hires. We just don't have them at K State. And and honestly, basketball with Bruce Weber, that just wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't an impossible to cover because John Curry hopped in his uh sedan and went off and hired someone without telling anyone. It was just the weirdest thing. Uh here's Bruce Weber. Like what? Where'd that come from? Um and this was more of a national search. It's the high, it's a high-profile sport at Kansas State. Everyone talks about it. So this was a process. We've covered the process. And we're not done. We're continuing to cover that process, spilling into um, hiring coaches and recruiting and all that. All that information is coming uh, from the staff at gopowercat.com. The process doesn't stop. It's a whole new culture, a whole new thing. Uh, and we're going to be all over it. And I think we've proven, uh, as we, I pat ourselves on the back here, that we're, so, we're really well plugged in. And we got people out there for their own purposes that want to slander us, but we, we were all over this. But we weren't trying to guess who it was. We didn't have a horse in it. We were just trying to give analysis and, and what we were hearing to our people on the website. A lot of it was behind the paywall. Um, and if you're not behind the paywall, you don't know what you missed, but you missed a lot. It was fun. Uh, and the, tra- the best thing about the traffic isn't just the sheer numbers, which were incredible. It's so many new voices on the message board. Just the message boards have just absolutely taken off. We have you know some friendly arguments going on on you know certain topics, climate and salary and those things. But they're still for the most part really respectful. There's no name calling, no no just replying with you know a smart ass GIF. 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 It's GIF. Whatever. Um, Two to one. It's shift. And, uh, you know, it's it's a different culture of community. It's really fun. It's nice to have people that want to discuss K-State sports without calling each other dumbasses. (laughs) Now back to my dumbasses.
3: Speaking of new names, here's another one. EMA1240. How long until we accept Chrome into our uniform alternates? I hope never. I hate Chrome. Yeah. It's not a color.
1: It's a good browser.
3: (laughs) That's what I first
2: I saw said, oh, when I, I was read like, it. Why are it was
1: we like talking Chrome. about browsers? I'm not a big Chrome fan. Um, I I kind of just I want alternates without being wacky. That's what I'm saying. You you don't have to go over the top. I don't want organ stuff. Where I don't want I don't ever want to use a non-school color, unless it's something that makes sense, like black. Silver's not a school color, but it's been incorporated into the colors. But you know. I just don't want something weird out there where you're just like, why are you wearing that again?
2: K-State fans are so starved for an alternate right now that they would take anything. And I'm here to tell you those oversized logos on helmets are utterly, utterly ugly and ridiculous. But K-State fans would be all over it if they got it, and I would hate that.
1: But K-State fans, you don't have to do that. They'll be excited if you wear... A white helmet with a purple power cat. Well, yeah, that will be just crazy to do that on the road. Wear white pants, white shirt, white helmet. Nothing crazy at all.
3: God, so sexy. I feel like chrome is kind of. It was cool like a couple years ago. It's kind of like first it was like the matte helmets, you know, the flat looking helmets. Then it was chrome. Matte helmets are still cool. They're still cool, but. Matt became a thing first. Yeah, I think is what I'm saying. And then he had kind of Oregon and TCU did the Chrome. Few others jumped in, but I don't think that there's that many Chrome. It was it's it peaked and it's it's died off a little bit. Not yeah. that it's not
1: an option. Those lavender Chrome things TCU wears once a while. I liked him at first, and then I'm like, I don't know. I just think know. it's ridiculous uh, wearing know, a mirror on your helmet. On over, your, on your head. Uh, Thanksgiving, we ran a great feature. <laughs> yeah, oh, Hold on. I can see myself in your helmet. Uh, by D. Scott and he talked to uh, Matt Stanley, who did Stanimal on Twitter, who did some great things. And he, he's right in my wheelhouse of what he wants. Nothing wacky. You know, there's no cat claw scratches or, you know, like Oregon's got the wings everywhere. None of that. It was all pretty much the power cat. Uh, people loved the black helmet with the silver power cat. I liked the white helmet with the purple power cat. Uh, the purple helmet with the white power cat. Just simple changes for me. Um, and, and maybe one throwback. There was different varieties there. Um, well, yeah, back to the classic K-State football. Yeah. Would you no go back to the Stan Parrish Cats? No, that was horrible. That wasn't attractive then. Okay. It looked like giant grapes. Just, ca- just curious. It was, an all- it was horrible. I hated that. I just meant the helmet itself. No, I hated it. And I still hate it. And okay. it represents such a miserable.
2: That's what I was trying to get at was would you, if it was an alternate and it was done to kind of ramp it up, would you want to go back the guy
1: almost killed that K-State time. football. Why would you bring back anything to remind anyone of that? I, I mean, literally. They almost didn't even hire Bill Snyder because – Stan Parrish, who came from the one AA ranks, uh, did such uh, <laughs> horrific. Bringing endorsement. Yeah, well, yeah, we've been through this before. He won national championship there at Marshall.
3: I better stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm shut up now. Here's, here's Act. From I like pickles cat. What is the best Christmas movie? Die Hard. Home oh. Alone. Home Alone Two. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Die Hard.
1: And Christmas Vacation.
3: Uh, I I will watch Christmas
2: Vacation in July if it's on. I know it's not
1: on. Die Hard is such a good Christmas movie, you don't even realize it is a Christmas movie. I knew you were going to say that. You don't even realize. You're like, why does he keep calling it? It's a Christmas movie, people. Go watch it.
2: Christmas Vacation is right up in my wheelhouse of comedy. Yeah,
1: it, it is. Yeah, all those childish movies are in my wheelhouse i just like home alone
3: especially the second one because it happened again like <laughs> he's just in new york city like hey that's the kid that got us the first time let's get him again <laughs> so stupid oh, the whole it. premise the whole premise of the second one makes it so good is that he needed to be lost again so he got lost again Having to be in a different city. But then he runs into the guys from the first movie. Of course. It's just... I love
1: watching <laughs> it's Christmas It's so Vacation. ridiculous. It's great.
3: My family won't watch Christmas Vacation with me anymore because I quote it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. That's obnoxious.
3: From Estonia Cat, what's the best Christmas song?
2: It's mm. a good question, Estonia. I think...
3: Oh, what's What's the one... Um, uh it 's Ludacrismus Christmas by ludicrous <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don 't know what that is i right, but I have to listen to that i 'm an old holy night old school guy oh my God. yeah okay all uh, right I like the origins of Silent Night. I think your music should have a little religious undertone to it, speaking as a Catholic who goes to church every week Luda christmas
2: <laughs> in latin i i don't like I, I hear those songs all the time. I hear them for five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just it wears on me. Um, Winter Wonderland.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Christmas music guy.
2: The oh no, I got it. It's the it's the Twelve Days of Christmas by Pentatonix. Hmm. Okay. It's it's that it's that by a mile.
1: And by the way, this entire podcast, if you haven't noticed, is acapella. Yeah. No musical support except going in and out of breaks. But we don't actually hear that. I add that later. I'm sorry I'm ruining how it all the production happens.
3: Uh Magic. Darren Sprull's super fan asks, uh Bruce brought some goodwill with the Incident later run. How long mm. till the Fire Bruce team gets back up and running? I think they were. I think Sa- they, they were on
2: Saturday. <laughs> um oh God, that was bad.
3: That was real bad, Fitz. Mm.
2: Let's put it this way. I had two things I could have done at 4 p.m. on Saturday. One was continue watching the Kansas State basketball game. One was attend the engineering graduation at Kansas State. I
1: think the engineering graduation would have been more entertaining. It was awful. It was awful. Awful. I, I can't answer when because I don't know what they're going to do down the road. They're going to win Saturday against Georgia State. Right? You would think, but they beat Georgia by 20. And then they went and beat uh, another SEC team. Okay, there you go. If they lose that, they're in big trouble. They go to Kansas City and lose to a Vanderbilt team. They're in trouble. If they lose three games in this non-con, that's they're, not good. They're in big trouble. I mean, if if this team is on the bubble of the NCAA tournament with this roster, the full it, people will be out for them, and then they lose most of their talent. That's what I'm saying. If you can't peak here,
3: what are you doing? It's it's an interesting time. It is. From limestone silo, what did you think of the video showing Taylor's call to climbing? That was really cool.
1: I liked it. I knew they were going to do something like that. I got a heads up on it.
2: Do you think it was? So you, you so you think it was the official one, like the 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 call? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't
1: know. You know, sometimes he might, he might have texted him and said, "Hey, dude, I'm going to call you and offer this job." Act excited. Although at the same time, he was like. Because you gotta make sure he's gonna say yes. Well at the same time he was at practice. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think it was real. He was like, Oh, you're not done practicing?
2: He's like, yeah. No, no, we go till till six
1: thirty or whatever. <laughs> Way to go, boss. We <laughs> weren't paying attention to his practices, apparently. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, I loved his I'm jacked.
2: It's kind of cool to get seen that behind the scenes.
3: I thought it was good because as much negativity around Kleiman that there was, you know, when it was reported that he was going to be offered the job, actually seeing it happen and go down and just kind of, it let the fans be a part of the process. And it, it, I don't know what, but there was kind of that, there's an emotional connection there that you have being able to see, you know, the moment he was offered the job. And I think it told a good story. And I think it kind of saved face a little bit for, you know, the athletic department, you know, with, for Gene at least, you know, being his, his buddy or whatever.
1: I love that he calls him Big Boy. Big Boy, Big Man. <laughs> what do you think, Big Boy? All right. And, and, and furthermore, I think it helped people understand Gene a little bit. Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. It's easy. Gene's so reserved and and doesn't want to do a bunch of the social media stuff that his predecessor did. People haven't quite gotten to know him as well. They think he's stoic and stuffy and not fun and kind of a jerk. And he's really the opposite. He's pretty quiet and he's hard to he's hard to read at times, which made him perfect to handle a coaching hire. He was a pretty cool customer. Um, but yeah, needs to tweet more about flying out of Manhattan. <laughs>
3: No. no, 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 never. Okay. Uh, from Boots A, name three places in Manhattan that are overrated and three that are underrated. You can even name things like the Manhattan Hill sign instead of, the, of businesses to protect future podcast sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious
2: that he mentioned that because that's literally one of the things on my list.
1: You guys ate today at one of the things I think is overrated. Oh, I really do. I mean, I like no. the other one. Well, I'll
3: t- I'll say the other one's overrated oh, because it is.
1: Oh, we're, we're talking about early edition. Now, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it serves a purpose. I just, I haven't, I don't get Second that. Zach I went to early
3: edition. First time I've been to early edition, I'd still much rather go to the chef. Um, I think that the chef is overrated. It's not worth waiting at. Early edition, has mm. two restaurants, and you can get in quicker and get an equal or better meal.
2: Disagree. It's funny, though, that he mentions the Manhattan Hill, the KSL, whatever, because that's literally on my list of the most exaggerated Manhattan things. That and hiking the Kansa Prairie. That's, that's the cliche sorority girl got to post a picture to Instagram thing.
1: Hold on. This is my problem with hiking the Kansa Prairie. It's supposed to be the prairie. It's supposed to be the wild, right? It's supposed to be getting out in nature. Don't bring your dog. Yeah, because it's a research. Well, if it's a research thing, why let people walk through it? Keep us all off of it. Well, I I could be out there smoking my ganja and throw it down and set off a fire. My dog wouldn't be doing that. My dog doesn't even smoke. What? I don't think. What damage is
3: a dog doing? Well, when you let dogs just run free everywhere and you get into the grass or whatever. I don't
1: say run free, but...
3: People are mostly going to stick to the paths. That's what? why. If people... if Dogs aren't allowed out there because people ruined it. There are people that ruined that. That's why it's a rule. People yeah, couldn't follow true. the rules, keep stay on the trails, and there's no dogs hey,
1: out there. The, the most overrated thing Manhattan's ever done is the Flint Hills Discovery Center. Yeah. What a yeah. boondoggle that is. Absolutely. We're going to make a whole museum about grass.
0: <laughs> Nobody likes I to do it. I don't know why
1: people aren't coming to this museum about grass. Come on, man. <laughs> it should have been a damn tornado museum. And it even looks like a tornado. <laughs> it looks like a tornado. It's got the vortex thing on the backside. Uh, it, it is costing taxpayers in this town like a quarter million dollars a year to keep the doors open. It is so stupid. They got to change that to something educational because they got a grant for it. But make it fun. People want to come see it. Make it about settlers, how the region was settled, the ethnic people that were here, the Mastodons that were here. Maybe the Flint Hills Discovery Center has that, but I sure as hell don't know they do. I don't get it, man. Most underrated. Hmm.
2: This is interesting because I do a lot of cliche places.
1: You know what the most underrated is? What the fridge wholesale liquor at the corner of (laughs) Flatland and Westport
2: Drugs Oh (laughs) my goodness. Okay. I just work that in. I think Cox
3: Brothers is very underrated. I no. I I think it's where I think it. People respect. There is respect on Cox Brothers' name.
1: Yeah. Um, Fair enough. We, we, I'd really love to have a, a kind of a true pit barbecue place town. Yeah, that um, The movie theater's incredible, but that's coming from a guy that
2: never had a movie theater like this growing up. So no, I would that's... agree.
1: For this market, that's a pretty damn nice movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's hard. Underrated. Oh, we just talked about one, and it's Burger Shack. Yeah, it's so all right. That's locally owned business. Campus Barbershop.
2: Best haircut I've ever gotten yeah. yeah You had to bring up Thanks hair. Zach
3: Really
1: you go to campus huh
2: um, Now I do Cause Zach suggested it yep. I don't know why Zach goes though Zach hardly has any hair Yeah
1: well,
3: hey, I like Dylan I like Brian They're my guys It's fair Good enough um, I'm the only one here That has real hair uh, I
1: don't know, I don't know. I'm trying
2: That's a tough one Off the spot of it. I like Porter's you If like you're Porter's? looking for a bar That is Porter's is an old school Bar Yeah it's fun, but it's not party But it's not too club. fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> not too collegey. <laughs> yeah, it's not too collegey. You can sit in a booth and have a good conversation with your friends, but it's also you can get a little wild if you'd like to. It's a nice balance of everything. I love Porters. And plus, they have a little patio area, and I,
1: there's something about in the summertime being able to drink outside. Okay, I'm going to If we're going to stick with Bars, I think none of people preach how appreciate how amazing I'm, Annie Maze's. A lot of people do, but it's a, just a really cool... you think about it, it's a basement bar. It's just... It's really unique to Aggieville. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, but I think if I had to name one bar that people don't appreciate, because I didn't, because I never went in it, because it looked, looked like I'd get claustrophobic, but I'm just so happy to be there, is O'Malley's Alley. Yeah. That shotgun-wide bar. It's got always good service, because there's, you know... Two seats. At, at most, you can get... 15-20 people in there? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Although O'Malley's is starting to pick up steam. Like and so people are spilling over into the alley and That's everywhere. Good. That's a good
3: okay, I, is that, I don't, I don't, don't know. know what's underrated. I can't think of anything. Early edition according oh. to <laughs> to you I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, for my like Pickle's cat, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Easy. Easiest question in the world.
2: Raspberry black bean dip, a chicken club taco, and a steak El Mexicano taco with a Nancy to wash it all down. So he's apparently going
3: I'm going to Taco Lucha in case you Taco don't know Taco Lucha. I'm not going to lie. Death Row is really intriguing to me. Mm. Just the whole mm. the whole stuff. It's all intriguing. Last oh, meals. I love I, this.
1: I got something I need you to take care of.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we live in Kansas and they haven't done anything. <laughs> um I'd probably be one of those guys that gets like the whole meal from KFC. I don't really eat KFC that much, but like it's just such like a. I swear to God, if your last meal is KFC, it's you, such a it's a, it's a death penalty meal. It's like a, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. What's the closest restaurant to us? Oh, it's a KFC. I want a bucket of chicken, some mashed potatoes, and some biscuits. I'm I, gonna
1: die tomorrow. I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to. What? Oh, you're gonna kill me. You're gonna make me uh, sit here and electrically shock me. Well, I'm gonna crap all over your chair when I go. <laughs> uh, probably my mom's lasagna. Which I love And uh, yeah, That's probably it. Just a whole pan of that And I'm going to eat it all Actually I want to do that Do I have to kill anyone? Mom Do I have to kill anyone To get the lasagna? Okay I'll see if she answers me later From
3: <laughs> Darren Sproles Superfan Name the one gift You'll always remember getting For him it was a Nintendo Entertainment system When he was seven mm. That's a tough question Darren Sproles mm. Um well, for me, it was, and
2: it's not so much the gift itself, it is, it was my high school letter jacket when I was a freshman, <laughs> because I opened up the, I opened up the box, and there's a set of car keys, to so my dad's pickup, and I'm like, oh, sweet, I get the pickup, and then I go to the pickup, and, like, the jacket was in the pickup, so, like, that was, like, the, the quote-unquote clever way of disguising it, so it's memorable, because that's how I received it. Did you steal the truck? No, my brother wrecked it. About three years later, and now it's gone.
1: (laughs) Way to go, bro! Is that the same bro we talk about? Yeah, it wasn't the one. You said freshman. (laughs) You said you
3: got your letter jacket freshman year. That was college, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) It's a joke about how you didn't leave your Letterman jacket in
1: high school. (sighs) You brought it it to campus. Why? It's because I
2: had to move. It's in my house. I had to move out. I guess I don't have a room in Beloit anymore.
1: It kicked him out.
2: The year that I went to college, I lost
1: everything.
2: <laughs> I had to take it with me.
3: In the eyes of the an name. It's angel bull crap.
2: I go home and I have to sleep on a couch. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't remember childhood gifts. I'm fifty four years old by God. You've had fifty four Christmases and you can't pick one gift. I, I think I got a telegraph machine. What? That's how old I am? I live to be poor phones.
2: And then we went and played jacks down at the soda fountain
1: um yeah i think i got a badass bike once i don't know uh, i don't remember my childhood i drank too much
3: <laughs> <laughs> mine was 2002 i was 10 years old i got a playstation 2 from santa with ncaa 03 with joey harrington on the cover i played that game so much but also the thing is like i didn't ask for a ps2 I don't think I had any sort of video game. I mean, I might have had a Game Boy, but, like, I didn't really game. Like, I did, like it was just, like, a complete surprise and shock to me.
1: I, I just remembered. I just remember. You don't remember this, but have you seen the old, old school handheld football games where. Tech Mobile? Mo- well, the ones with the little dots. What, the little dots. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you move know the dots you're and about, they're yeah. trying to tackle you and moving them around. I wore those things out. <laughs> and I got so good at them. It was ridiculous. Oh, it was kind of like being uh, Oklahoma's offense. At one
3: time, they had one of those for iPhone or like an app for iPhone. I played that quite a bit. There you go. go. Um, Next question is from Powercat Mama. I'll be helping plan a tailgate in September for a bunch of pissed-off K-State alumni and friends who will show up despite being annoyed about the coaching hire. What should we serve? Easy, right? Bison burgers. Yeah, crow? Buffalo
1: burgers, absolutely. No. no, not crow? Okay. No. Oh, <laughs> crow? That's a good one. Yeah. Well, Buffalo burgers. Buffalo burgers, absolutely. I'm for it. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, you'll be fine. Everyone will be fine. They'll be fine. They'll get
2: over this. They'll be okay in like three days when he – no, on Saturday when he – oh, no, it'll be a coaching. At one of these basketball games when he shows up at midcourt,
3: to say hello or whatever. He might be there Saturday night. No
1: way. They played Friday in Fargo. We could be down here in no time. Fair.
3: Is he going to blow a kiss You know what? over he under?
1: Might. They might have recruits in.
3: Could. If he blows a kiss.
2: Eh. I wouldn't. Over okay, under look. one and a half blown leave that with Bill Snyder. Look. Also a little did, weird.
1: Did Coach Snyder bring back the kiss blowing? Or is it just something he got away with?
2: He made it. He got away with it because it's socially acceptable for an...
1: Elderly man to do that. Okay, so here's my problem. It's a little weird if a 51 year old does it to a crowd of students. That that's my problem. So uh, I was out with some buddies and I picked up uh, some drinks, sent some drinks over to someone, and I'm I'm drunk. I'm on a business trip. I'm not in Manhattan. Not in Agerville. I blew a kiss to the table. Fits. I know. As soon as I did it, I'm like, what a douche I am. (laughs) Fits. I don't know. Maybe it was cool in Atlanta. I'm not sure. Wait, was I there? You were not there at that point. Is that when I went back to the? That was the when bar? Uh, we left the fine dining establishment that <laughs> we were at, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you went. <laughs> Tad and I and uh, Tim Beisel wandered over to a bar that
2: I went with the younger kids
1: that our waitress recommended we go to this bar, and I get there and realized I had been in this bar before. It was such it was like one of those déjà vu moments, and then you realize. No, I actually have been here. When I was here on business two years ago, it was so weird. Of all the bars in downtown Atlanta, I get sent to that bar. Uh, but then her and uh, like all the em- employees from the fine dining establishment we were at were there, and so I s- bought around for them. And blew fine, my
3: kiss. fine dining establishment. It was a Hooters. It was a Hooters. Okay, we <laughs> ate at Hooters. <laughs> So, so, there were many restaurants around
2: me, This was in walking distance We ate at Hooters like two or three times funniest,
3: okay. I was there too like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember any of
1: this Let me put this in context uh, we had I had met up with my buddy Tad And if you've been following my little journey You know about Tad Because he had prostate cancer I had just found out in all likelihood I had prostate cancer So we got freaking hammered that night uh, And I was Yeah, I was spending money like crazy so yeah, mm-hmm. but that—if you've been following my journey and my blog, you'll that all that context of all that will fall into place. We ate together at a restaurant. It was a Hooters. The last
3: question—that's it—of the podcast comes from all the way from Estonia.
1: Oh man, he's in, in two segments, is not he? From Estonia, yeah.
3: cat. What was the dumbest possible news that you actually spent man hours chasing during this? This search? is so easy. Got to tell it, right? Hey okay, guys, go. Okay, so we get a text from, was it Marcus? Yeah. I think it was Marcus. He was on FlightAware, and he's like, there's this flight from Mississippi that's landing in Salina and going on to, eventually go on to somewhere in Wyoming, I think Cheyenne, Wyoming, and then on to Bend, Oregon. I'm like, oh, that's weird. The thing is about this flight is that it was originally scheduled from Mississippi to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Right in the middle of that is Salina, Kansas. And it diverts. So it's just like, hey, we're flying along. Ah, Salina's here. Boom. They're on the ground for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. That was the day that Gene Taylor was supposed to be flying somewhere. He was gone. We don't know where he is. And we couldn't figure out where he was. We're like, if he's flying, he's not going to be out of Manhattan. So our theory was that he drove to Salina, got on that plane, and then flew on to Wyoming, which refueled or whatever in Cheyenne, and then flew to Bend, Oregon. Where there, there was a flight from Eugene to right. Bend, Oregon. And then that morning, there was a flight from Eugene, Oregon to Bend, Oregon. So Rich. our theory was yeah. that Gene was meeting with Jim Levitt or his representation, and then they'd meet for an hour or whatever, take a flight from Bend to to Portland, which is where I was going, and then Gene would fly back commercial back to Salina
1: via United Airlines through Denver. It's easy: Portland to Denver, Denver to Salina. That's how quickly right. you can get. Well, actually, Eugene goes also to Denver direct and into Salina. Yeah. So we're tracking this all day, right? We're we're mapping it out.
2: We find out it, it, it's it gets landing, better, folks. landing in Salina at uh, it's like 11.50,
3: something like that.
2: And it's Zach, a late
1: flight coming in Salina.
3: Zach says, oh, which I'll go.
2: And which I'm is really
1: he's... troubling because it's my hometown, and I know the streets are rolled up by then. I don't know how you get to the airport. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm
2: thinking, ah, whatever, Well, I guess we'll see, whatever. Zach's like, oh, I'm going regardless. I'm yeah. going to see if he's on this plane. All right, fine, so we talk about it. Fitz and Zach and I go to Chili's. We go to Chili's to have dinner. Because we've been tracking this flight
1: How all day. How many freaking times are we going to advertise for chilies? Okay. It I was good. I had Chili's.
2: Talked. Come back to the office, and, and Zach and I are – I'm ready to I'm ready to go to Salina. I said, hey, let's get in the car. We might as well go that way, you know, just in case. Whatever. Zach had to get his 10,000 steps yeah. in or something like that. So he wanted to th- – granted, remember, this is at like 930 – P.M. Yeah, we had an hour. We're planning on leaving at 10.30, so Zach's going to drive home, which takes you 15 minutes. Yeah. Yep. He's going to walk around his basement.
1: I don't want to talk about that.
2: To get his steps, when he yeah, just could have done it really in our back. No, yeah. this is important because it leads up to what I'm going to get to with the hecticness. Not really.
1: You would have been better off staying in the office, using the warehouse space. That's, that's what currently I'm saying. Well, no, walking laps.
3: That's not the part. Because I get home and I'm at home on my iPad walking around. That's where I was getting. And hmm. I'm looking and I'm like, wait a minute, the flight from Hayes is leaving here in however long, like. The flight was going to show up super early compared to what FlightAware
2: said. If you
1: had been doing your steps here, you would have taken Riley on the trip. Exactly.
2: Right. So I literally pull into my driveway, and my phone starts ringing, and Zach
3: is like yelling into the phone. Well, I mean, we had to go. He's flying down the road. <laughs> I mean, regardless, regardless of what I was doing, we were going to meet back at Fitz's house to take his car. There was going to be no time for that because of how we miscalculated the flight. It didn't miscalculate. matter. It was ahead of schedule. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, we could have looked at the Hayes flight or what, or right. the Denver to Hayes flight. We right. could have looked into it better. Turns out, if I would have just done some better math on the times in the beginning, we would have realized Gene Taylor was never going to be on that flight. I'm coaching Zach up the whole time. I'm like, here's what you need to ask Gene when he gets off the plane. Guys, we were
2: set that Gene Taylor was on this flight.
1: Look, I had been a party of this the whole time. And finally, I text Riley and go, you know he's not going to be on this flight, right? I mean, this is – this is how these things work. You you convince yourself of this alternate reality. There was no way he wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, and he was he wasn't on the flight. And then I
3: walked around the parking lot looking for any sort of cars that might have his license plate or something that he might drive, because so he, he wasn't he on, on the plane. No, he wasn't. So anywhere.
1: that is all true. But the most unbelievable part of this story, United Airlines was running a flight ahead of schedule. <laughs> It's hard to believe, but they were actually running on or ahead of schedule with a flight out of DIA to Hayes to Salina. When this is all said and How done. How big are those planes? Are they the same kind that come into MHK, the smaller ones?
3: Uh, it's either a CRJ-100 or 200, which are basically the English. same. English. It's yeah. a 50-seat Oh, So it's 50 basically seat like jet, the ones that come in here. Similar to what flies to Chicago.
1: Right, right. And they fly to Dallas quite a bit in the, mm. in the down seasons. When all this yeah. climbing stuff calms down,
2: we are getting Gene Taylor either on or off the record we're going to find out if somebody was on
1: that plane. There's too many dots. I still believe it. He's going to look at you like, what are you talking about? Here was the kind of the clincher, though. That flight uh, came out of Mississippi. But it came out of the suburb of Mississippi just south of Memphis. And that's where most of these coaches involved in the search, their agency is located. Again,
2: too many dots to not make sense.
1: That's it. That was the great goose chase of the 2018 coaching hire, and it's always fun. They got around flight aware by doing video conferencing. That's sly, you know what? Uh, very, very smart. And also far less expensive than chartering flights everywhere. That's it for the PowerCap podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. It got a little long today, uh, but you deserve it because you've been through a stressful period. Remember to keep checking in at GoPowerCat.com. The special's still running. If you're not a subscriber, get on board right now. Uh, That special will end pretty soon. I'm not sure. 24-7 hasn't told me when it will expire, but basically it's coming up pretty quickly now that they've hired a coach. So if you want to get on that three months free for uh, signing up for one month, four months for the price of one, get over to GoPowerCat. Just click on Join and Sign up for monthly and you will be golden. You'll be on the inside and we're going to take you on this journey. It's going to be fun. Chris Kleiman, Kansas State's new football coach. Introductory Wednesday at noon at the Steel and Pipe. What is it? Theater? Yeah. Right there inside the veneer. It is not. I repeat, it is not open to the public, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, But we'll have complete coverage as we do with everything related to K-State sports at gopyrocat.com. Thanks to the fridge. Thanks to Tanner's. Wahoo Fire and Ice Grill, and the Hilo. All great establishments that all get their liquor from the fridge.
0: Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.